Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to Farmers Inside Track. This is episode 281. I'm your host, Donumdu. Give yourself space to breathe. Don't be so hard on yourself and always remember to just do it, says Zabian Devere, free state livestock farmer and business development manager at John Deere. In this episode, we delve into the importance of being kind to ourselves, letting go of self-criticism and embracing the just-do-it mindset to overcome obstacles and to achieve our dreams. Zabian also highlights some leaps they've taken to develop farming communities in the Eastern Cape. Plus, he also shares some sound advice when it comes to working alongside family in a farming business. Zabian, I got to talk to you almost a year ago. When I met you, I thought that you were a phenomenal farmer and that you were at a point in your life where you knew that this is where you wanted to be in terms of your development work with other farmers and with your work in John Deere. But where are you at a year on? In the development space, I think we've done a lot. We've done a lot of positive forward strides in the space of helping new era farmers. Because remember, when we started, at the time we only did two farmers. And this year, we can proudly say we've done 15 extra farmers and we help commercialize black farmers that ordinarily wouldn't have been able to access our machines, our mechanization. That for me was one of the proudest moments in my life. And I mean, even from a personal point of view, it's like, seeing so many black farmers owning John Deere tractors in a rural area literally felt that day crying because I'm like you know you believe in yourself you think I can do this I will do this and then once you see it just like did I really do this or did we really do this do we make it possible for guy in the Isla Lenis in the Eastern Cape to own John Deere tractors as a fleet and empower people to that scale where unemployed women housewife not very well educated now employs five permanent people as a contractor. That for me is the biggest achievement that we had since starting as a development manager in Jindia. And I mean, now we're just going from strength to strength. Now, what else is on the cards? I mean, you've obviously gotten to this point. How do you see yourself growing within the next two years with this program? Maybe five years if you can you know, project that far ahead. And also, how do you see like the first two farmers and their progress to this point? Because obviously they've now progressed further on in the new intake, right? Yeah, you see, there's the beauty about it. It's like, it's a snowball effect. The first two farmers are now buying machines like commercial farmers. Wow. The two brothers went from 14 hectares, now planting 80 hectares. The opening corn tours that, that was always a sad picture when you fly over the rural areas where you used to see old corn tours where, where it used to be planted. Now they're opening those corn tours and they're planting again. So it's a it's a beautiful picture to see little by little how we are turning the, the former Transkai green again and getting it productive. The one farmer called me and like, Xavier, now I want a, a combine harvester. This is a farmer two years ago when we started who didn't even have a proper planter and we just helped him with the planter and it made such a big impact in his business. He took his yield from three tons to eight tons but financially it put him in another class. He bought a, a fine seed planter from us because now he's going to plant further also. So all spheres of their lives, personal, business, everything is literally snowballed and I think with the 15 we're going to see that now once they start harvesting the same thing is going to happen. I mean, like I said, changing the people's lives, hearing their stories. 
the one guy was doing contracting work for another farmer and she said she used to get 60 bags of maize per hectare which I found out that you need to actually get 120 if you have a good crop and then because of good mechanization that lady was able to pay for a child's university because they never had so much money because now with the mechanization helped them more than double their yields and then all of a sudden she could pay a daughter's university fees she could uh, graduate and she could job as a nurse Wow. So those are the, the beautiful stories that, that, that came out of our our start with, with this development that we started. And that for me is a win. Yeah, I think it's so cool when you said you're making the Transkai green. And I was like, hi, is that John Deere green? Or <laughs> like farming practically on the ground green. <laughs> Actually, it goes both ways. And I didn't even think of it like that. <laughs> yeah, I am turning it green with John Deere green because, I mean, we really back our product. And I think the farmers are starting to see that. I mean, we've went back to the number one market share in the Eastern Cape. A lot of people thought that's impossible. We're breaking the stereotypes of John Deere. It's not a brand for certain people. Just those farmers now. I'm talking about we, we got 15 farmers in, as part of our development program. But we've made more sales than that. All of the sudden, the guys are seeing our dealership buckets in the Isla Leni. On Christmas Day, for example, our guys were there making sure tractors are running, the guys could plant, eating in the villages and living with the people. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we sold more than 50 tractors already. And that's just because of our presence, seeing that we are serious about helping our farmers and turning them into commercial viable entities. That, I feel, made, made a big difference. So that's how we turned it green. But also seeing old fields now being planted again, that for me is a good story to tell. And it comes back to the very first article that I think that we wrote about you at Food Form Zanzi was Zabian Drives Transformation on a Tractor. Something like that was the title. Yeah. Do you still have that same, you know, mindset about the industry? How do you feel about your progress, not just as, you know, in your position at John Deere, but also as a farmer? You come from different perspectives on this. So where would you say you're at, not just a year on, but how you've seen the changes within your own setting and community? Like I said, it's really good working for John Deere. The biggest drive for me is the backing that John Deere gives me to really make a difference in people's lives. Because remember, before I came to John Deere, I didn't want it to be in the corporate agriculture. I wanted to focus on my farming business. I wanted to build wealth for myself. But then when I heard what John Deere wants me to come and do, and I know it's John Deere, they stand behind them, their products and they stand, what they said, and platform that I got, even say the budget that I got, to really make a difference. It was this driving me in my professional career. Because don't what you must remember what we've done in the Eastern Cape or what we're busy doing has never been done before. It's unheard of. One of those paradigm shifts in the way people are going to think about agriculture and agricultural finance. And being part of that, being that legacy to say that we're really here to make a difference is what's keeping me happy in what I'm doing. But I must say on my personal farming side, I had to scale down a little bit because it does keep me really busy. But then my brother is becoming more involved in the farming business, which I hope will also help. But there was a time I struggled to balance between the two. I'm still finding a way to see how do I perfectly balance it. So I'll see now that my brother is here. Yeah, you were pretty proud the last time we spoke, him choosing agriculture for himself and not just because you're influencing him. So that must be good to kind of see him in the business. It's very exciting for me because, uh, again, he's very passionate about it. He loves the calculations and, and making the sums and seeing the potential. And 
you know, a very interesting thing, which I hope I can mention, is challenges in me to take me out of my comfort zone. So <laughs> if I can it. share this story quickly. So I'm selling chickens now as part of my private business. And then the other day, normally I give away the offal, the chicken feed and all those things because I feel like it's more money and it's a, it's a waste of time. No, he's going to take it and sell it downtown. Downtown is now there where the taxis and everything is. And I'm like, I don't like that part of Bloomington a lot because you never find parking and all those things. I said, you know what? Let me try and go with you. And then within less than an hour, we made such a lot of money that I couldn't believe. <laughs> so what he brings to the farm is he doesn't respect rules. And in the best way, like he doesn't conform to norms. Where I say, this is how you do it because the norm is saying this. He's just like, no, I'm going to try it anyway. And I mean, it was the easiest money I've made in my whole life. In less than an hour, we had to tell people, whoa, it's done. And people were flogging us to come and buy from us. So... That's what he brings to the farm. He's an open thinker. He's open-minded. He wants to try things. He's energetic about the future. And, and that keeps me motivated to say, hey, this boy is really challenging me. And even made a post to say, look at John Deere's new business development manager <laughs> selling chickens downtown. And it was fun. And that breaks my comfort zone. And I always talk about getting out of your comfort zone, breaking the box. And there I was still in a box and I didn't even realize. That changed it for me. I love that you can work with your brother. Because I think often, you know, when it comes comes to farming with family there's always challenges and here farmers talking about how it's a struggle but it seems like it's working for you and your sibling so that's great but you must remember the gap between us is almost like I'm a father figure so I can still call him to order I can still reprimand him but I actually also told him now that he's more full-time on the farm I'm like you must work out so that you can build yourself a house there far from me and <laughs> with high walls because I understand also he's a young man he wants to do his own thing he wants to bring his girlfriend over, he wants to have his own thing. So at some point, he's going to have to move out of the farmhouse where he lives with me and build his own thing. And again, he sees that as a challenge, like challenge accepted. I'm going to build my own house. I know how I want it. I know what I want to do. And there's a kind of drive I'm talking about. At that age, people don't think about, hey, can I do this? Can I do this? He's like, he knows you're going to do it. It's just a matter of when he's going to do it. I love it. It's like cocky, but like doing it like in the best way possible. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's get back to you. I know that you started a YouTube channel. I follow you, by the way. I'm really excited about it. When did it start? Farming Simple with Zabi. I think you give the best advice. I'm not just saying that because I know you, but it's really awesome. So tell us more about your YouTube channel. You know what happened is, now because I did the chicken thing, I made a lot of mistakes. Information is not easily available. Yeah. So then in the evenings when I'm done with work, I have to go Google, I have to write, read articles, find ways of doing this. And then one day I just decided if I struggle so much as a new entrance into chicken farming, because remember, in agriculture doesn't mean because I'm an agriculturalist, I know chickens. I had to find the right and proper ways because of that. And then I called a friend which I'm not going to mention here, and ask her, listen, what do you think if I start doing this? Because she's been in the entertainment or in the media space for a longer time. And she said, yeah, well, go for it. And then just like that, I said, I'm going to start. I don't get as much views as I've been in agriculture, it will happen, but the impact that is making, the real difference in other people's lives, that is what matters to me. And that is why, that's what helps me to keep doing it. Because I'm like, I know I struggled with this. So let me tell people before they get there. So because I said, I always believe in, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's find ways to better the wheel. So that the guys who come behind you, they just add something to the wheel. Not they have to start from where you started. I don't want them to also lose as much as I do. They must now have different challenges from where. So that was the motivation behind the, the YouTube channel. And I also realized there's a lot of things I want to share and information that I need to share with people. And I'm going to use the platforms that is out there to 
share the knowledge that I have. Otherwise, it's selfish having all the knowledge you know, sharing it. And also, my channel is about knowledge exchange. It's not me telling people what to do. It's like, this is what I do. Guys, talk to me. There's other ways or better ways. And I can also still learn. It's absolutely amazing. And for those who's listening to this podcast, go and subscribe. It's Farming Simple with Zabi, right? Yeah, Farming Simple with Zabi. Would you say that in your personality as a farmer, in your work that you do day to day, are you a hunter or are you a gatherer? I'm a hunter. I think I'm aggressive. I like change. I like doing new things. I like getting into things. So, yeah, I like putting myself out there. I think I strive on challenges. If I'm only a gatherer, I think I'll get bored. I don't like just taking things at face value. Like I said, in my workspace, I like it. It is a challenging environment. In my farming business, I like it. It's challenging and there's still everything or there's still room for improvement and things that I need to learn and things that I need to grow. So I keep challenging myself. So if that's what you mean, then I'm definitely a hunter. <laughs> okay. And I think it does speak to your personality. So right on point. As we wrap up, what message would you say to yourself in 10 years time? If you're listening to this, in 10 years time, what would you say to your future self? In Sabian, you actually are doing okay or you did okay. You were sometimes too hard on yourself. But always remember, just do it. It's okay to make the mistakes. In 10 years time, I would want to see that my mistakes was just stepping stones to where I will be. It's just okay. Just be cool with yourself. Just give yourself space to breathe. Don't be so hard on yourself. Everything will be fine. Thanks, Xavier Devere, Free State Livestock Farmer and Business Development Manager at John Deere. It's always liquor talking to you. You can, of course, read more about his journey in agriculture by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. Now remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Donumdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food from Zanzi, thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.